Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark chapter 11. Let me remind you of where we were in a previous episode. Uh, Peter had noticed that the fig tree had withered from the root up. All the disciples had noticed that. It's one that Jesus had spoke to and said, hey, there will be no more fruit from you. And so uh, Peter pointed this out. Well, Jesus responded to Peter and says, hey, have faith in God. Remember what Jesus said? He says, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. He, he reiterates that twice. See? Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgression. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your transgression. So Jesus is saying what? He says, have faith. He says, believe when you pray. Pray uh, believing that you're going to receive what it is that you're praying for. Because that prayer comes from the Father, through the Spirit, through you. And it really clues you into what's going on. Now, watch what happens next. Verse 27. They came again to Jerusalem. So remember, Jesus had come into Jerusalem initially, and uh, he had uh, just scoped out, checked out, and seen what had happened. Comes back the next day, overturns the table, calls him a robber's den, and all this. He leaves, as was the habit, went out, spent the night outside the city. Then he comes back in. <clears throat> Verse 27, they come back to Jerusalem. And as Jesus was walking in the temple, the chief priest and the scribes, and the elders came to him, verse 28, and began saying to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? So they were sort of put out. You can sort of tell by the way it's expressed here. And they want to know by what authority that Jesus was doing these, thing, these things. And they mentioned these things twice. What are these things? Well, it's just what they experienced. He had been teaching all along. Okay, so they wanted to know, by what authority are you teaching? But especially, by what authority are you coming in here and running the money changers out and overturning the table? Who gave you the authority to do that? That's a totally legitimate question from their perspective, right? Well, verse 29, Jesus answered them, but not in the way they desired. <laughs> and Jesus said to them, I will ask you, one question, and you answer me, and then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. So they came up and brought a demanding question. You know, what authority do you do this? And then he says, okay, I'll tell you what. You answer a question of mine, and then I'll answer a question of yours. And I find it interesting that Mark places this immediately after uh, the whole teaching on forgiveness, believing and forgiving one another. Because, you know, we think, okay, if you forgive one another, you do this, there'll never be any confrontation. There'll never be any problem. Jesus was in constant confrontation with the religionists of his day. 
<laughs> so are we, right? So, he says, I want to ask you this question. Here's the question. Verse 30 of Mark 11, Jesus speaking. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. And so it comes across a little rude and crude and socially unacceptable in the way that we see it in the English right here. It's just very forthright. So he told them, he said, here's the question I got for you. You know, that baptism of John, he's speaking of John the Baptist. Was the baptism of John, was it from heaven or was it from men? And he says, now answer me. Well, he had them in a bit of a quandary, verse 31. They began reasoning among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, then why did you not believe him? But shall we say from men? They were afraid of the people, for everyone considered John to have been a real prophet. Now, when I read that to you, you think, well, what was that? That's a little cumbersome. Verse 32 again. But shall we say from men? It's actually got a question mark there. So they're saying, shall we say, then quoting the leaders right here, from men? Can we actually come back and say that we think that that baptism was from men? And they're saying we can't do that because we're afraid of the people. For everyone considered John to have been a real prophet. Guess what? This mysterious everyone right here was correct. John was a prophet. <clears throat> they might have even considered him to have been a prophet to some degree. I'll put it that way. But notice how Mark said, considered John to have been a real prophet, <laughs> not just a false prophet, okay, and not someone who spoke forth the truth and might call himself a prophet or something like that. No, the people considered him to be a real prophet, and the leadership did not want to go against the people or upset the people. It's a big problem of leadership today within the body of Christ. They're afraid of upsetting the people so they don't teach the full Word of God. And it's gotten to the point now where for the most part in most evangelical churches in the Western world, they don't teach the Word of God. They use the Word of God as a pretext. They'll read a passage, but then within just a few moments, they go and just talk about what they're wanting to talk about, using that passage as a pretext, but not really teaching the truths of that passage and helping people understand what they should be doing in light of the revelation of whatever that portion of Scripture is. We effectively ignore the Scripture while saying that we adhere to it. I mean, I hear it constantly. Someone will sit there and say, so-and-so, oh, they preach the Word of God, they preach the Word of God, and I just want to look at them and go, have you really listened to them? Have you really listened? Yes, you might have heard somebody stand up and talk. You've heard somebody stand up and give a presentation. You've heard somebody stand up and give what might be called a message or a sermon. But you, when you're really listening, you don't have to listen closely. You find out that it's not built upon the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do an expositional uh, teaching every time you get up. Okay, I'm not talking about that. But you, if you are saved and you're empowered by the Spirit, you will know the difference between when somebody gets up and they're using the Word of God just as a pretext. I mean, I've actually seen it to this degree. I saw it for the longest time where uh, individuals would sit there and read the Bible passage, then close their Bible and walk over and set it on another part of the pew or another chair, get it literally away from them. 
literally away from them and then open up their nose and start talking from that. And you say, oh, well, maybe they got the Bible, you know, in the notes. I understand that. Yeah, you know, you do notes, you do computer things. I understand that. That's not what was happening. And that's quite often not what's occurring. They're literally, if not consciously, (laughs) separating themselves from the Word of God. And so the religionists of Jesus' day had the same problem. Because, see, the people knew that John was a real prophet. And Jesus asked him, hey, which one? Well, here's how they answered him. Verse 33, Mark 11 last verse of the chapter. Answering Jesus, they said, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, nor will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Okay? So they're demanding to know what authority Jesus does these things, and they suspect it's by uh, the heavenly most high God because the miracles he was doing and the stuff he was doing, but they did not want to admit that. Jesus forces them to confront it Okay, what do you believe about John the Baptist? Is it from heaven or is it from men? They refused to answer. They feared man, okay, so they wouldn't answer, you know, from man. They didn't even want to touch upon the God thing, so they just said, we don't know. So Jesus says, if you will not even address that and acknowledge that, then I'm not going to tell you by what authority I do these things. The unwritten thing is because you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Hey, nothing's changed, has it? (laughs) Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye.